Hello and welcome to Musici Chats. My name is Beth McNinch. I'm the founder and artistic director of Musici Island. During the COVID lockdown of 2020, I decided to start a podcast to chat to different artists from throughout the sector about their jobs and what the future of live performance might look like. The first 12 episodes can also be viewed as videos on our YouTube page and you can find out more about all our projects on our website www.musici.ie. We have some amazing guests coming up, so if you enjoy the podcast, please do subscribe. And also, maybe you have friends that you think might be interested in this, please do help us by sharing and writing reviews on your favourite podcast providers. I am so excited today to speak to one of my favourite all-time human beings, Mr. Jerry Fish. He's just such a lovely human. Um, he's one of Ireland's most enigmatic and entertaining performers, to the point where Ireland's biggest music and arts festival, Electric Picnic, um, gave him his very own stage to work with. For those who don't know the backstory of Jerry, he blasted onto the music scene in the 1990s, touring the globe as frontman of alternative rock outfit and Emotional Fish, the band who gave us the indie rock anthem to celebrate. These days the name Jerry Fish is more synonymous with festivals, carnival sideshows, circus and theatre. He just loves to entertain. He's a highly charismatic performer who just wants every audience to have nothing but a very good time accentuates the positive and brings smiles to trouble faces with his swaggering vocal, generous infectious smile and that fantastic vaudeville moustache. I'm doing okay, as you see, as you can see, I've turned into like a revolutionary guru or something. <laughs> I'm loving the look; it's brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I've no choice about it. I've just left everything alone. And see what happens. And tell me, whereabouts are you at the moment? I'm, I'm in. I've a little kind of wooden shack that's a studio, so I, I'm in. I'm over there at the moment. Um, I'm very lucky. I live on, on a mountain top in, in, in rural Ireland, in the middle of nowhere, Mount Leinster. And I've got a little caravan that I restored, um, a 1970s caravan, which I restored last year for festivals. And that's been a little hangout, you know. So it's nice to be able to get out of the house. And so not so, so we're not so confined. And I have four children here. Yeah. myself and the missus so we're, we're doing good we're doing and are they sort of homeschool age or are you past that <laughs> they're they're all teenagers basically um the youngest is is uh well she's a tween you know she's kind of going on 13 12 <laughs> and then we've, we've a guy who's 14 tomorrow uh and then i've a, a 17 and a 19 year old wow. so uh yeah, Ella, Ella will be going to college next year in NCAD and it's a strange time, you know, but it's been a nice family time, you know, it's been a nice reflective time, I guess, you know. It's definitely a silver lining, isn't it? Just that, that time to spend with the family and, and enjoy that. The, the, I mean, I guess the thing with, with life is, you know, you either kind of begrudge what you don't have or you're happy with what you've got. And I guess this crisis is 
making us realize what's more important money or life you know and i think life is the obvious um thing that we're trying to protect and look after so it, it, it makes sense you know Definitely. it's all making sense even though it doesn't make sense <laughs> and, yeah. and tell me like i know um obviously you would have been in the middle of a lot of planning for summer festivals and stuff mm -hmm. um yeah when, when the lockdown happened were you actually in the middle of a, of of something you were doing or was it just sort of a planning phase um I tour constantly, so I've kind of, you know, I, I have a piano uh, theatre show, which I kind of tour all the time yeah, around small theatres around Ireland. And then the summer is really my festival time. And uh, uh, actually this weekend, June Bank Holiday weekend, I'm supposed to be in Westport now, uh, bringing the, the, the stage, the Jerry Fisher Electric Sideshow to a new festival, Saltwater. Mm. So from then we would have went, to see sessions, then kaleidoscope, um, and uh, you know, I guess other things in between, um, and then ending up with electric picnic. So that's my whole summer. And and at electric picnic, we were planning Fishtown, which is a massive whole area. So um, you know, I build props, I make things. Um, so I, I'm keeping myself as busy physically as I would have been um, now in the festival, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's, it's got to be really tough sort of having all of that taken away. Yeah. Um, the, I guess, like, you know, I, I knew you would be calling today. It's, uh, uh, there is no such thing, no musician in the world uh, gets into music for financial security. <laughs> you know, it just, it doesn't exist, you know, so we're kind of risk takers anyway, I guess. And um, I mean, I always harp on about how song and dance are original prayer. And I think there's a spiritual side to music that we're lucky to have encountered and that we're lucky to be involved in, you know, I guess for me, surviving the music business for the last 30 years has been uh, it's it, it's it's never been really easy, you know. It's a, it's a roller coaster. Um, you know, I guess the biggest challenge we've had in the last maybe ten, fifteen years uh, is record sales. You know, we no longer have any record sales, so Clever Jerry kind of formed a circus. So, oh, is that where it <laughs> so, came from? I yeah, I wanted to ask you where where the idea for the Electric Sideshow came from. Is that is that it? A response to? Yes, I mean, basically, I, I was kind of um, uh, doing a follow up record, walking with 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 a at home recording new material, and I kept going, "What am I going to do with this? How do I put it out?" And then, you know, I think, you know, what 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 am I going to achieve? You know. And so um, I'd be running around doing arts festivals and stuff like that. And uh, have, actually after a chat with David Teveen, who kind of runs the um, uh, the, West, the festival in, um, oh, I can't think at the moment. Um, but he, he, you know, we talked about show and theatre and we both love circus. I was at the, um, for the I was the only non-circus uh, person at, at the uh, All-Ireland Circus Symposium, you know, and I just found it fascinating. Uh, 
I love circus and I knew I had to create a show rather than a record because, you know, it was the only way we could get a 10 euro from the punters. <laughs> and that's it. And it just grew. But the community I've built is probably what I miss most, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, tell us a bit about the people that you asked to come and perform. I mean, it's, it's such a varied um, load of styles. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Like, and, and I love, um, actually, I've heard you say quite a few times that our creed is unity through diversity. And I, I think that's mm. just so amazing. And obviously what but awful things are happening in America right now. I mean, that really does say it all, but you know, we need to try and come together in, in our differences. And, and I think what you do with that is, is amazing. And I, I wonder how, how did that, how did that start? How did you start working out who you were going to invite along or was it just people you'd seen perform and loved or? Well, I, well, I, I grew up in, in South London. So I grew up in a very multicultural, a lot of West Indian people and pe people from all over the world. So I, I grew up with a mix and a diverse uh, cultural group um, up to my uh, early teens. So I guess I thrived there. Do you know, I thrive when there's all a big mix. And even when, it, when, the, when I recorded the first Jerry Fish album, um, I was very free. It was, I was no longer in a, a rock band. So I found it incredible to bring um, uh, country musicians together with classical musicians, together with jazz musicians. And, you know, they never meet. They never walk together. Very rarely walk together. So... You know, I had a nooner on there with with a, a Cuban trumpeter. You know, it's it just just a real mix. Jerry O'Born. Um, so I love mixing up. I think that's what I guess it comes from the variety show and entertainment. So I really love mixing that up. And I guess the big, the the one simple thing I I had working was every time there was a musical act on, in between that you would have a carnival sideshow and, and another show. So it's nonstop uh, theatre. And I think, so w w when a stage is that busy, we've no time for ego. So that's the only, that's the only barrier there is to, uh, to performing on my stages. If you've got an ego, take it elsewhere. You know, it's, it's not about that. So I think when you have a mix, mix of people, you know, it's like that. It's like the bar in Star Wars. You know, it's it's a <laughs> bit of fun. Everybody's more looking around. You know, because we're all strange at the end of the day. You know, so it, it was. I mean, it was great to have you guys down to hear classical music on 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 a, on a stage. You know, and then followed by a punk band. You know, and a oh, it was, it was band. a really it was an amazing experience for us as well. And you know, I'm so thankful that you invited us because it, it was brilliant fun. For us as well, you know, these festival appearances aren't going to happen this year, and and it mm. it is sad. You you miss sort of the mixture of people, like you say. It's it's such an interesting world to live in, isn't it? It's... Yeah, it is. It's it's. Um, I mean, the thing the thing. Yeah, I guess we all have to remember is that uh, the the culture of of people gathering is so old it's as old as people so it, it won't go away it will not disappear it's 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 vital whether it's demonstrations like happening in america now um people will gather they will gather that's 
that's what they do. And I guess we're lucky as entertainers and musicians to have them gather for a very positive reason. Mm. I'm a bit wrecked, to be honest. I need more <laughs> coffee. <laughs> um, it's, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's incredibly strange to have no work, no gigs, no, um, um, yeah, no, no, no way of earning a living, you know, mm. I guess. So that's, that's incredibly challenging. But I've been here before, you know, and I think we all have. And I think even Irish history is full of that challenge you know um and something will 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 happen something positive will happen you know you you have to believe it's going to be okay you know it's as simple as that and i think probably what's most worrying for people at the moment is we can't plan because we don't know what's ahead of us there is no you know i'm I mean, i'm listening to news shows all the time and People are kind of, I mean, you just make stuff up. You don't know, you know, what's going to, what tomorrow's going to bring. We're just doing our best and coping with a pretty desperate situation, you know, because it, it, it is a dangerous virus. You know, yeah. we don't, we don't know individually how it affects each and every one of us. We're all, it, it, it's so random, you know, mm. it's not just old people, no. you know, it's not just uh, vulnerable, it's everybody. Mm. And I mean, I think that's um, one thing that's coming out of it is this this sense of actually working together as as a human race, you know, which is quite an amazing thing to see across the world. Obviously, you know, some places are getting it a bit more <laughs> um, than other places, but you know, you see these amazing stories of generosity within community and and things like that. And it it, it does lift your spirits slightly, doesn't it? But um, they're still good out there. I I am absolutely completely fascinated, and it's it's something I would like to see in my lifetime. I don't know whether I will ever see it in my lifetime, but I love to see antiquated systems crumble. You know, and it's a moment uh, now. I mean, I'm always harping on about how we use a QWERTY keyboard on an iPhone. But the QWERTY keyboard was designed to stop keys jamming on, an, oh. on a typewriter. So we're very slow to change. But I think now, you know, it's, it's become, like you say, we're all in it together. So it's become more about life than money. You know, uh, maybe billionaires, it's time for you to pay tax. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, it, it, life could be a lot better. You know, we, yeah. we could take care of each other a lot more you know and our health is our wealth you know and that's absolutely it. yeah yeah so jerry I, i'd love to hear about about your childhood like where you grew up and what your childhood was like and how it's influenced you as a man a big question I, I, <laughs> I well i think as you get older you always you keep going you go back to your childhood a lot you know and I've kind of, uh, I actually started creating some theatre around it about, because my family are all from Ringsend, which is uh, the last fishing village in, in Dublin. So it's all seafarer stories and dockers and sailors. And uh, so I love the romance of that. And I grew up in South London, 
um, another old kind of Dockers area, a kind of original, uh, you know, Dickens uh, kind of hung around there. All the Dickens characters were based around South London. William Blake um, uh, was living in, in, in Lambeth as well. And um, Charlie Chaplin was also from South London. So I, I just love... Um, I love the storytelling and I was feel very lucky to have grown up in such a colourful mix of two rivers, basically the Thames and the Liffey. So uh, yeah, now I live in the, in, in, in the middle of nowhere on the mountaintop and it's given me a lot of time to really explore those characters and history. Um, but I guess the one thing I'm very kind of proud of it sounds kind of strange is that i'm from poverty do you know yeah. i'm from poverty and like many irish people relate to that and I, and i think being from poverty gives you an empathy that you perhaps may not have had you not grown up in it you mm. know i mean i'd love to do more theater about it because the houses we grew up in were basically after the Nazis had kind of bombed London in the Blitz. There was these kind of broken tooth of like uh, buildings that survived, and they became the slums. You know, they became the ghettos. So in a way, I kind of and I remember back. I grew up in a place that so knocked down now, but they were all old derelict kind of half step, but beautiful old buildings like tenements, I guess, mm. um, and. I, it felt like I grew up in New York and the brownstones, you know, because we had this stoop and stuff and all the Elwins. It was all an Irish community on, on the street. So a lot of romance about the summers and, you know, so I guess I had a happy childhood, but I was always inquisitive and always felt like I didn't belong because I was an Irish kid living in South London. And I guess when I came here to Ireland, I wasn't entertained here at all. I became an English person, so I, I I just took to the road really, Beth, and I'm and I'm I'm much happier nomadic. So I, I guess I will miss that travel. You know, mm. I mean, I can travel here, but you know, it'd be nice to kind of take a boat somewhere. You know. Do you see yourself um, still touring after this? Because I know a lot of musicians I've been talking to. Have are starting to sort of question the amount of travel they were doing and and whether it is time to step back on that is is that something you've thought about not in a million years do you know what i mean i'm like i'm built for the road do you know what i mean i mean you know i watched the documentary on ella fitzgerald the other day i'm a road rat you know i like traveling i like meeting new people i love i love the, the wonderful, I mean, probably the Celtic Tiger, one of the wonderful things it brought is these small theatres in all the towns in Ireland, you know. We've got these beautiful little theatres. So, uh, no, I'll keep touring till the day I die, you know, you won't be able to stop me. But, I mean, I've got a caravan, I was thinking of touring that, and uh, I've got, because I build um, the stages at Electric Picnic, I've, I've got all these little stages and velvet curtains and yeah, tonight I'm putting up Festoon and I'm going to do the garden look like a bit of a festival just to oh, a bit more. <laughs> so yeah, no, I will always be traveling. I will always be traveling. 
And uh, tell me, have your kids followed in your footsteps at all? Are they performers or? I mean, they're, they're, they're beautiful kids. They're, they're, they all play music. Um, uh, Ella's going to art college now in Dublin in September. Um, uh, Sam, wonderful pianist. Charlie, my, my son's been playing guitar all since the lockdown. He just has to stay busy. So he's, he's, he's chosen guitar and he's, he's, he's teaching himself a classical guitar. You know, he's just chosen that genre. And, and he's gone for it. It's like, you know, whoa, would you not start with something simple, you know? But no, so it, it's wonderful, you know? And I have a, I have a daughter who's a, the, the youngest, Romy, is a reluctant cellist, you know, so like... I have a reluctant cellist you know, too. <laughs> yeah, she's, but she's got the grumpy head, so you know she's made for the cello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's great. So, you know, yeah, they love it. You know, my, my wife is all, you know, we have a lot of art. We have a lot of, we're surrounded by a lot of art, and I guess, um, and very beautiful. I mean, the weather's been incredible. Uh, yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? <laughs> Gorgeous. It, uh, yeah, you know, when it starts raining, we'll all be talking a different language. But yeah. That's Ireland, you know. I feel a lot of people stuck on stuck in their houses. You know, it's 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 my parents. You know, it's it's sad. And so you're saying about setting up a stage in the garden. Um, will you all perform together yeah. and, and have a bit of fun with that? Or? Uh, we 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 started that at the beginning. There was a bit of uh, performing and party tricks. Uh, but no, we haven't. So well, tonight, tonight, uh, tomorrow night will be the night. We'll have a big, <laughs> a little bit of a hula. Well, there's enough of us, you know, so we're lucky. Well, I guess it's, you know, it's really about counting your blessings. That's life. That's, that's, that's the key, you know. Yeah. And I guess the harder times get, the more you're challenged to do that, you know, to kind of count your blessings. Well, look, Jerry, thanks so much for talking to me. It's, it's been no, a real I hope pleasure. That works. Yeah, I hope it works for you, you know, it's great. You, you have a wonderful um, uh, patience about you. You know, you have a wonderful aura. And, oh. um, uh, you know, you exude kindness and, 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 and hard work. And that's why, yes, for me, Beth wants to do this. I'll get me hairy face out, <laughs> stick a red curtain in the background and talk to Ben. So thank Aww. you very much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, a huge thank you to Jerry. He's such an interesting man and an absolute true gentleman. Thank you to you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe for free and tell your friends about us too. It would also be a massive help to us if you could leave a review on the Apple Podcast page. I'll see you next week when I'll be talking to the costume supervisor for Game of Thrones, Melanie Carmichael.